Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show here. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of good stuff going on out there. The market is rolling up nicely. And, uh, you know, we've had a couple good, solid green days uh, in the past week, but also in the past month, really, you know, July rolled up nice. And, uh, you know, it looks like August is going to be doing about the same. At least that's the the path that we look like we're on right now. There's always those unforeseen events that uh, could derail things a little bit, but uh, we've, we've certainly had a nice little rally here. So thank you guys for tuning in. And, uh, you know, hopefully if uh, you are not currently a member of the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook, it is a free group. We are not uh, charging any kind of monthly fees, you know, no Patreon, no nothing like that. So we are looking to just share some uh, needed information over there on that page. Uh, so if you're not over there, please go ahead and join. And uh, if you got any questions, feel free to ask them on there. If you've got any relevant articles that uh, people might need to see, feel free to share those as well. And uh, with that being said, let's uh, go ahead and get right into it here. But um, well, first off, I, I guess before we get into it, uh, congratulations to my parents. I know they're listening and uh, they had just uh, flipped another house. And, uh, you know, it's kind of become their little retirement side project venture. And uh, I think they they like doing it because they're already looking for another one. So congratulations to them for selling that house. And, um, you know, good luck with the next one, I guess. But uh, all right. So let's go ahead and get, and get into it. On Thursday, we had the PPI numbers come out, the pro, uh, producer price index come out. We were looking to see a number of about 10.4%, but uh, it came in at 9.8%. So that was the annual rate. Uh, so again, inflation looks like it's coming down. Those prices are coming down on both the consumer and the producer side. So it is certainly nice to see these numbers coming back down and starting to see the Fed's um, rate increases kind of doing something. We're also seeing uh, some other factors that are kind of playing into bringing this inflation down, which should be top of mind first and foremost for most out there. It looks like the other side of the government's still looking to do more spending, which is ultimately going to make that uh, uh, inflation number kind of run up a little bit higher as they're pumping more money into these uh, individual areas of the market, you know, with um, chips and um, what was the other one? The uh, energy, solar, charging, things like that, that they're really trying to push money into. Uh, you know, they're also trying to increase the amount of IRS agents. And ultimately, I'm sure there's going to be more audits, more tax problems going on out there for more people. So we'll, we'll kind of talk about that a little bit later. I kind of have an idea as to uh, a stock that might benefit well from that. I'm sure there's a few, but uh, just kind of top of mind what I'm thinking. Uh, so definitely good to see that uh, inflation number come down. We've certainly seen that be a big driver of the sell-off of the market for the uh, pretty much the whole year now. Uh, you know, first half of the year, second half we look like we're we're kind of turning a corner and moving forward. And uh, you know, we're starting to see some retail investors come back. 
and they're getting kind of back into some of those meme stocks. We've certainly seen those kind of roll up nicely. Uh, you know, stocks like AMC, GameStop, we've seen Bed Bath & Beyond uh, roll up really heavily. And a lot of that is to do with the short interest. So when a uh, like a hedge fund or even an individual retail investor bets on a stock going down, they take a short position uh, betting that that stock price is going to drop and then they make their money off of those short uh, positions that they have. So now we've got a lot of retail investors coming back in and running these stocks up. I think uh, GameStop was you know, 12, 15% this week. Uh, AMC was 20 some percent. And I want to say Bed Bath & Beyond was 100% up. I think they went up as much as 60% in one day. So as more retail investors buy the stock, the uh, the short positions have to cover their losses. You know, they borrow these shares in order to uh, basically sell them or bet on this discount or the price dropping. And now that the stock is rolling up, they have to own these shares or have to buy the shares to give them back that the ones that they borrowed in order to cover the short. Now, it kind of looks like these retail investors are back and going back to these same names that they were ultimately trying to trade, you know, last year, two years ago. But it also is kind of trickling into some other names, the the Kathy Wood stocks, the ARC funds, and just some other names that we've we've kind of seen uh, kind of take a lull. Some of the ones that were dropped about 70, 80% even are now kind of rallying back. Um, maybe not to where they were, but they're certainly coming back. So it's definitely nice for some of the long positions that I've been in. Uh, you know, ChargePoint, DraftKings, uh, Palantir, SoFi, they have had this run and they're certainly the smaller, more volatile stocks. Now, I did want to point out that if you are looking for these stocks that have a heavier short position, I mean, I find it on E-Trade. I'm sure it's on Yahoo or anywhere else that you're looking. But uh, when I look at the fundamentals on any individual stock page on E-Trade, you just basically go down and you look at short interest as a percent of float. Um, now, this next one, I was already had this one pulled up for uh, the next stock we're going to talk about. But the one that I had pulled up is uh, 3M and currently is at a 1.41% short. Now, if we flip over to Bed Bath & Beyond, which is uh, BBBY, it is currently at 42.5% of a short position. So 42% of the shares are basically being borrowed to bet that the stock goes down. So now when people start buying this one, 42% of them have to be covered. So it, uh, it's going to be a very volatile ride. Um, it's going to be one that is a little bit riskier. It's going to be more in that trading mindset. Uh, personally, I don't want to be long Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't really, I, I don't see the the long-term catalyst to really do anything great for the business myself. Uh, I know they've remodeled some stores, some things like that. I think this is more of a trading position and the, uh, the retail investors are taking it to the hedge funds. And that's just kind of the, the turmoil that's out there right now. But it does show me that more retail investors are coming back to the market. And ultimately, that could be a really good thing to see, uh, even in some other names that we are in for that long-term position. Uh, so over the past month, uh, back to, uh, say, July 18th, we're looking at it. It was $4.96. Currently, we are trading at uh, $13.35. 
It was up about uh, 25% just on Friday. So this one is going to be a very volatile ride. I just want to point out that one, if you're looking at some uh, heavily swing stocks like this, you want to look at that short uh, percent of short as uh, the float. And then you can certainly do some trading around these if that's the kind of style of investment that you really want to do. Uh, but I also see it being a good long-term sign for people coming back to the market, uh, getting back involved, being interested in some of these names that were getting left behind. And like I said, some of them aren't necessarily just trading names, but overall the sentiment is there that people want to see a rally and we're, we're ultimately going to self-fulfill that by buying into these names that have been neglected for you know six, seven, eight months now. So take that into account when you're looking out there, um, you know, really take a look at some of the different fundamentals and know that if you're buying into a stock, is it a trade or is it a long? And are you getting caught up into some of this other noise that's out there? And that could be another driver as to why a stock might rally, you know, 30, 40% or go the same in the opposite direction and really leave you in, you know, the house of pain with some major selling pressure when these shorts do come rallying back because uh, it will happen you're going to get more volatility in these names because of the short interest so definitely take it into account now going forward we were looking uh 3m now 3m is a company that has had some issues with uh, the hearing protection and you know a lot of different lawsuits and they're kind of looking to uh, separate themselves from that business if you will so one thing that they are doing right now is they are planning to uh, spin off some of their healthcare business. And it says here on Bloomberg that they are looking to uh, spin off their multi-billion dollar healthcare operations, move that could leave them, leave the manufacturer flush with cash as it copes with shifting economic currents that have sapped its profits. Uh, and then it goes on to say, It'll reshape a company known for diverse product lines from electronic components to dental adhesives to post-it notes. It'll retain a 19.9% interest in the medical supply business. Now, what does this mean for us? You can uh, keep your 3M shares and uh, you, you're also able to uh, do a partial exchange for this new company. I believe they're also merging that company with another one they, that they bought. I believe it was called Neogen. I am not 100% certain about that. Uh, and I do not see it here. But anyhow, so they're going to be uh, offering, uh, if you have $100 worth of 3M stock, you would get $107 of this new company, which uh, could certainly be a benefit to have this new growth kind of company and have the healthcare company. I'm probably going to stay with what I've got as I know that 3M has got a, a long run of uh, dividends and dividend increases. They've been paying a dividend for about 100 years and increasing those dividends for 64 continuous years. So this is one that is going to grow with you and one that if you tuck the money away, you're going to have a, you know stable growth, but also you're going to get this rising dividend payment over time. So I am looking on Street Insider, probably the easiest way that I found to find uh, the annual dividend increases. Now, this year and last year were not that great of a dividend increase. It was 0.7%, 2.1% uh, in January of 2020, 
But then if you backtrack a little bit, you know, 5.9% in 2019, 15.7% in 2018, and, you know, some other double digit increases going back to about 2015 as well, Um, 2014, even 34%. So definitely a company that is committed to this dividend. I think they are probably doing a little bit of this split to unlock some of that cash to continue this dividend increase, making their, their core business a little bit stronger and putting them in a better position to go forward and pay these rising dividends, but uh, also unlocking some other value in means of this other company in this spinoff, plus the purchase and the merger of the other company they are incorporating into this new healthcare segment. So I just wanted to let you know that it is an option. You can get uh, about 7% more if you take your 3M shares and invest it into this new company. Uh, Certainly weigh your options. For me, I'm going to stay put. I got in 3M to stay in 3M. Uh, If I want to invest into this new company, I can do that uh, by buying new shares of that. But I'm keeping my 3M shares. And I certainly think that if you have uh, some of these, these new shares, and you're getting a 7% increase automatically, you're also going to see some sell side pressure when uh, that lockup period expires. People are probably going to sell these for that quick 7% gain. So that might actually turn into less uh, and then maybe go back into rally or growth mode. So just pay attention to what's going on out there. But uh, for me, 3M, 64 years of dividend increases is where I want to be. I'm going to keep the money there. And uh, I believe they are also um, turning or they're uh, spinning off their that uh, ear protection business and they're filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in that business alone. So overall protecting the 3M name, spinning off that other company and then filing for Chapter 11. So I still believe that management has a, a good handle on what's going on here. They're looking for ways to protect the shareholders by filing chapter 11 simply on that one business and then unlocking more cash by the way of this split and merger. So overall, uh, I still like the management plan here. Uh, I know they had some problems. I know they had some lawsuits. I don't know that there's any corporation out there the size of 3M that doesn't, but uh, just kind of weigh all your options going forward and understand what you're voting on or what you're getting into if you do go ahead and you know, exchange your shares for the new company. And then Biden went ahead and signed this, uh, the CHIPS Act into law. So we are looking at uh, what's going on there. And I know that uh, we are really trying to bolster the the semiconductor chips in uh, the U.S. and have them made locally rather than source them all from Taiwan. There's a lot of different friction out there with China and Taiwan. And we really don't want to be reliant on uh, you know, a foreign entity to produce all of our chips, kind of how, uh, you know, everyone's relying on Russian oil. And, you know, Germany was really at uh, at their wits end kind of with Russia and the whole oil situation. So we don't want to be in that situation in, uh, you know, four or five years if something were to happen with Taiwan. So we really wanted to bolster our own uh, industry here. And we are looking at that right now. So he signed or Biden signed a $280 billion CHIPS Act, which uh, I think for national security really does make sense. We really do not want to be reliant on uh, Taiwan. Now, is it at a, the right time? Is it, you know, it, it, that's a tough call. I mean, I, I know that this needs to be done in the, the way of national security. 
it does need to be done. It's a, it's certainly a tough time to spend more money, but um, you know, it looks like Qualcomm and uh, Micron are going to be doing uh, some big things out of this. Uh, Qualcomm is looking to spend about $4.2 billion on a foundry and Micron is going to be spending about $40 billion to make their chips as well locally. So we are really going to see some, uh, a lot of job creation, a lot of different uh, things coming to the States should be some decent paying jobs. And uh, hopefully it's going to be a, uh, a good thing overall at the expense of this $280 billion that we are looking to spend on getting this done uh, in-house in the States and give us a little bit more um, autonomy over making our own stuff and kind of controlling our own future. Uh, so yeah, it also says here that about $52 billion will be used to strengthen Americans' computer chip sector. The rest will be used to incentivize investments in the U.S. semiconductor industry. And yeah, Micron, Qualcomm, Global Foundries, all going to benefit out of it. And, uh, you know, I've been an investor in Qualcomm for quite some time. Micron is more uh, that commodity chip maker. They should do really well with this also. And uh, could be some different things to look at right now as more money is coming into these companies. Uh, I truthfully feel that uh, Qualcomm is a, a very solid company that uh, I do not mind investing more into. So certainly uh, take a look at what's going on there to know if these are going to be some good stocks for you as well. Uh, Qualcomm is still trading pretty cheap at 13 times earnings, 2% uh, dividend. I'm guessing analyst research got bumped up here a little bit with some of these uh, announcements. And yeah, there's about 25.5% of upside for average price target from 16 analysts of uh, $189.85 currently. And uh, then going over to some stuff that I was looking to buy this week. I know I kind of told you guys last time with some different price targets. And uh, overall, uh, I think I did all right with it. I did go ahead and buy some more SoFi. I don't know that all the other limit orders had purchased. Now, this one is, uh, is one that I was correct on but uh, I did my buys too late. I should have really been watching uh, some of the different news and when they were going to report earnings. And I probably should have bought this one pre-earnings, which sometimes I don't like to do. But uh, Walt Disney has been beat down more than I feel they deserve. And they did have a good quarter. They are outpacing Netflix on uh, the uh, subscriber growth on D Disney+. Plus. Uh, the parks business looks good. And uh, they're also going to be adding a ad-supported uh, Disney Plus platform as well, which is going to be, I think, $7.99 a month. And the new price on the standard Disney Plus is going to $10.99 a month. So there are some price raises there. Um, and uh, it looks like the analysts agree with me on this one. As uh, all the price targets this week have been uh, significantly higher, I'm seeing them from $140 to $160-ish. Let me check page two here. We've got, uh, yeah, all in the 140s from this week alone. And then when you backtrack a little bit, most of them are in that 120 range. Uh, so certainly getting some price target upgrades from some different analysts here. We are currently at 121. Average price target is 138.80. Now, when you take into account the, the new information, uh, that average price target should be higher just on the, the more uh, recent price targets, you know, excluding some of the older ones. 
Uh, I had a price a limit buy on this one at 106. Uh, we were sitting at uh, about 108, I believe, when I went ahead and put that price, uh, that limit price in, and uh, I did not get it. Now, uh, I would probably move my price up uh, a decent bit, probably to that 113 to 116 range, and hopefully let this one settle back down and then go into that rally mode and uh, go ahead and buy some more shares. It is one that is a decent sized position for me, so I'm not really uh, too bent out of shape about not getting any more shares. And ultimately, I probably needed to do a little bit more watching of the, uh, the earnings announcement and probably time my buy a little bit better. And in this case, a market order probably would have been a good thing. And even at 108, I would still be up $13 in a, in a week, really, over you know multiple shares would have been a really nice uh, entry point. But uh, sometimes we just don't know the future. So I, uh, I'll move my limit order up. I still have it. I'm still uh, long Disney. I still think that they're a solid company with a lot of different business lines that are doing very well. And uh, hopefully the management team can get a lot of different things sorted out and figure out where we want to go going forward. And uh, I do like the the ad supported platform for a little bit cheaper. Uh, they're going to get some more revenue from the ads. It will probably be more than the difference of uh, the cost on uh, the ad supported and the the standard uh, platform without ads. So I'm, I'm guessing they're going to get more money uh, on that side of the business. They're going to sell more advertising and also have more people that want to tune in and have these different packages available to a broader range of customers. So if you want to save money, you go with the, the ad supported. If not, and you don't want commercials, you, you pay the extra $3. That's what it's looking like right now. A platform that uh, Netflix is probably going to uh, kind of follow suit in shortly. We are waiting for that rollout on Netflix though. So with that uh, being said, that is what I got for you guys right now. We're going to take a quick break and I will be right back and we're going to talk investing challenge. We're going to go over some results from how we're doing on that Webull portfolio and ultimately where we could go for the rest of the year. So stick around. I'll be right back. All right, we are back here. So I wanted to get into the uh, investing challenge for 2022, where we are voting on uh, five different stocks every week. Uh, over there on the Let It Grow Investing page, I am taking the poll results. I am adding $200 of my own money into a portfolio that we are buying fractional shares on Webull, and I'm buying those every Monday. So this past week, we added Google. Thank you guys for voting. This week's vote was between uh, Simon Property, uh, SPG, Prologis, PLD, Medical Properties Trust, MPW, Ventus, which is VTR, and Innovative Industrial uh, Properties Incorporated, which is IIPR. And we will be buying uh, Medical Properties Trust for week 33. So thank you guys for voting. Please join the group. Please continue to vote. It really does mean a lot to me that uh, we are building this portfolio over there on Webull. And, um, you know, it's really had a solid turnaround here. Uh, with the rest of the market, though, also rallying. It's not just us. It's a, a little bit of everyone. The whole uh, market is rising. So uh, this rising tide is raising all ships. It's not just us. So uh, we do have a little bit of ground to make up with that being said. We are still a little bit below where the S&P is for the year. 
I know we took some early outsized bets that really did not pan out. Uh, but I do think that we need to get back to some more uh, of these outsized bets going forward and really try to capitalize on them before the end of the year. So that's really what I'm looking at right now. However, we were down about 20, 22% about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Currently, this portfolio is only down 2.74% uh, as of right now. So we are down 175 bucks, but uh, I still am very bullish on the second half of the year. And uh, if this trend kind of keeps on continuing, we will be making this up in no time. So we have had some nice uh, gains here on stocks like Disney, Amazon, Starbucks, uh, SoFi, uh, Lowe's, AMD, Google. They're all, all seeing nice gains here. So what's uh, not doing so hot? We are certainly still behind on Shopify, NVIDIA, Honest Company. And those are some of the biggest losers right there. A lot of uh, single digit uh, down, but these are down, uh, where are we? NVIDIA is down 38%. Shopify is down 56%. Honest is down 32%. So those are definitely painful to see. But uh, overall, we are doing pretty, pretty well, I think. Uh, even, you know, our Ethereum position was down a lot more. We are currently down about 10%. And uh, the whole crypto space has been rolling up really nicely as well. Uh, certainly some nice gains, uh, for Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, Ethereum is now trading over 2000, at least it was, I'm trying to pull up my crypto.com app here and really get some up to the minute, uh, price points as to where everything's trading right now. You have right over 2000, $2,005 on Ethereum, uh, Bitcoin's trading at 24, six, uh, you know, when it was down in the, the mid teens, we uh, were, were certainly watching that. I was certainly trying to buy some more. And uh, this one has really done pretty well. Let's look at, look at the one month. We are up 17% on Bitcoin. And three months, we are still down. So I still think we got some room left to go on that one. Ethereum on the one month. How are we doing? We are up 61% on Ethereum in one month. So we are certainly making up some ground there. So if you were buying that dip more power to you. And uh, I know that uh, is certainly nice to see a 61% gain in a month. And uh, with that uh, Ethereum merger getting moved up about four days, I believe, I still think we've got some more upside left in this one uh, up until that merge date. And then ultimately going forward, it's supposed to be a lot cheaper, uh, easier to transact on. So there's going to be a lot of different features coming to the Ethereum network that are ultimately going to help make it uh, faster, cheaper, better. And uh, overall, I, I think a lot of those fees are going to stay with the uh, the user, not so much with the miner. So we are going to have a, a cheaper and, and better network overall that I think more people are going to uh, really come to rely on for some of the different things, uh, trading the NFTs and things like that. But uh, also going forward, I, I think it's just one of the top you know, certainly it's it's number two right now, but I do think it is long term going to be a, a, a good position a nice gains and uh, should do really well for us going forward. And uh, I'm still trying to add to that position, Bitcoin and Ethereum. The other ones I'm, I'm kind of trickling in, in here and there, but uh, not my, you know, not really as bullish on those. I'm really trying to focus on my core two positions in the crypto space. So with that being said, 
uh, for week number 34. Well, I, I guess we could take a quick look at uh, what ARK Invest is doing and try to get some of the ideas out uh, right now. They are selling uh, DraftKings. They are getting out of uh, a lot of the DraftKings stake, and uh, they are doing a lot of different buying on some uh, some down revisions and even just some down quarters from uh, a couple different companies. They are buying up uh, NVIDIA, the output platform, uh, Twilio. I know they bought uh, a good amount of Twilio. I think they put in about $53 million on NVIDIA, uh, one that I'm still bullish on too. I really like that pickup. Uh, as you guys know, I did have a limit order on NVIDIA. I purchased uh, a little too early, and then we got more of that bad news, and it dropped. But uh, ultimately, it did come back pretty strong. We, uh, we saw a, a big reversal in NVIDIA over the past yeah, five days or so. Let me pull up that chart real quick. And I believe we're trading in the yeah 187. And over five days, we had dropped to uh, down to 168 on the 9th. And, you know, closing the week uh, about, uh, what, about close to about $20 higher. So certainly uh, big gains out of NVIDIA. And uh, I'm sure the ARK Invest and all the people that are following what ARK Invest does went ahead and bought some of this uh, NVIDIA stock on the dip also. So that's actually going to be bring me to what I'm looking to buy for this week. Now, some of these we kind of loosely talked about. Some of them I'm looking just for some more growth. I want to beat the S&P 500 for the year in this account, in this Webull account. So these are the five names I got for you guys this week. First one is going to be Micron. Micron Technologies, as I just said earlier in the episode, the Chips Act is throwing a lot of money their way. Now, they did have a decent run up this week, probably about 10% from 59 to about 65. Uh, but the analysts still think that there is more room to run. It's currently trading at a seven times PE. As I said, it's a commodity chip maker. It's not one of the fancy ones. Um, but I think that's where a lot of that lower PE comes into play. Still has about 13% of upside from this price point. Hopefully, if we do pick this one, uh, some of this wind might come out of the sales by next week. Let this one cool a bit, and then we're ready to pounce and run this, uh, this ride higher. I think that's where it's going, especially with all this money coming in uh, to the American chip market and this whole new um, foundry that they're looking to build and everything else. I, I really do feel strongly about the chip space especially in Micron. Uh, then number two, I told you guys about the IRS hiring more people. Um, and I also think that a lot of people are looking to start their own business, their own freelance or side hustle, whatever that they're doing. Uh, so my, my second thought here was, well, one, more people are going to be worried about their taxes. Two, more people are going to be worried about uh, keeping their books in a better standing. So TurboTax, QuickBooks, uh, the whole suite that is owned by Intuit. Uh, so this ticker is INTU. Um, this is kind of more of my thought being in this space at the right time. This isn't a, uh, it doesn't look like massive upside here from what I am seeing. But personally, I feel that this could be a good business to be in with what's going on right now and really trying to capitalize on some of these gains and you know people using these products 
to you know make sure that things are on the up and up with the IRS and have their business all uh, you know in their fingertips at a glance. I use QuickBooks every day for my business. I can do it on the go. I can send you know estimates or invoices while I'm at a job. I can even you know accept credit cards right there while I am on site. So it's one that I use. It's one that I'm comfortable with. I know there's other options out there, but with the TurboTax tied into it, I think this one could do well. So currently trading 486, uh, the average price target is 526. So it's only 8% of upside, uh, but one that I feel might not be getting the credit that uh, it could deserve going forward with some of these tailwinds behind it. Uh, so that is number two, Intuit, I-N-T-U. Number three, uh, I just told you guys that I was trying to buy this one, and then Kathy Wood is buying it. It is uh, NVIDIA, ticker NVDA. I told you we are down on it from our original week one purchase on the investing challenge, and I don't want to be down on this one anymore. I still want to buy NVIDIA while it is down and double down on this position. I've told you I've been buying it at my brokerage. I want to see this thing do good for the investing challenge for 2022 also. So number three, uh, with more chips, more, you know, more tailwinds behind this one. I know gaming's tough. I know laptop sales have kind of, you know, trickled off after everyone kind of built out their home office. Um, I still think NVIDIA is in a great spot going forward. It might not be in the next four months, but I certainly feel within the next four years, we're going to be you know, certainly glad that we bought NVIDIA for all the things that they're doing in uh, the chip space, in automotive, in, um, you know, everything connected, Internet of Things. They are in a great spot. Uh, so number three, NVIDIA, NVDA. Now, number four is simply a play that I think could do well and has a lot of upside potential for uh, future gains. Now, this one is a hydrogen play, and they are also looking to do hybrid hydrogen and fuel cell or uh, fuel cell hydrogen and battery uh, hybrid combinations here. And this one is plug power. P-L-U-G is the ticker. Pretty self-explanatory there. Um, it is a little bit riskier. It's got a 2.4 on the beta, uh, negative earnings per share of 0.98, uh, but one that I do think can rally with retail investors coming back to the market this was one that people loved uh it kind of faded out and uh, it has been coming back so where are we on the charts we are currently trading at 29.54 we did reach a low oh boy when was the low looks like it might have been right in may looking at this chart and then kind of retrace that steps in june uh, but May actually was a low. It was trading at $12.70. So we've had a nice rally up to $29.50 right now. But uh, I will remind you that last November, it was trading at $46. Uh, we all know that alternative uh, power sources and energy is huge right now. And this one could be in the new spot to get some of that hydrogen power out there for uh, more long-term haul type trucking, things like that. I do think that this one could be a, a big beneficiary of a lot of this spending. So currently about 17% uh, of upside for an average price target of 34. But I will point out that there is a, a high price target of uh, $78 for 164% of upside. So one that could really run 
if uh, we get a lot of different things going behind it. Yes, we do have that retail uh, money coming back in. I'm not really trying to trade this one. I do think it could be a good long. I do think that there are going to be a lot of people trading this one just on a lot of the volatility, that high beta name. That's just what this one is going to bring in the short term. But uh, I do think long term, it is a growth stock that is going to, uh, you know, kind of be the leader of its industry. So that is number four. Plug power. Ticker is plug. P-L-U-G. Number five. We are looking at another EV. And it's one that I think has been um, punished, I will say, for being in the right spot, but in the wrong place, if that makes any sense. They are NEO. Ticker is N-I-O. They are out of China. They have been punished for that for a while now. And going forward, I do think that they are a great company. They continue to turn out more vehicles. They have had a lot of the lockdown problems. They've had a lot of different problems with uh, you know, government relations, but one that should give outsized returns respectively in their market. And of the other ones that I looked up, you know, I was looking at Lucid, Rivian, uh, Tesla, you know, some other different names. They didn't have the upside targets that Neo had. Uh, currently, you know, Tesla price target is down 2.6%. Uh, Lucid is, I believe we got about a 20, 23% of upside on Lucid. Rivian was about 20, I believe, 27, sorry, 27 on Rivian. And then Neo has upside of about 56% listening to 11 different analysts. And this is one that, uh, like I said, just getting punished for being in China. But uh, they do have a lot of great tech out there. They have some leading battery technology. They also do the battery swap stations. They're looking to build Neo Park. They're looking to be more than just an automotive maker. Uh, I more kind of look at them as trying to compete with Apple in a lot of different ways they're trying to have this whole fleet of products that people really are just in that ecosystem of neo and uh one that i've been in for a while i would really like to see this one do well uh it was a very large position for me it traded down pretty sharply i still have all the same shares but that market value is just not there but i do think that we will get some solid returns here from a company like neo with the amount of uh vehicles that they're able to push out. And also we've got uh, some of that turnaround from a lot of the lockdowns in China. So that is number five. Uh, so we, just a quick recap, Micron, MU, Intuit, I-N-T-U, NVIDIA, N-V-D-A, Plug Power is Plug, P-L-U-G, and NIO, N-I-O. So those are the five for this week, guys. If you can get over there to the Let It Grow Investing on Facebook, get your votes in. I want to see a lot of votes on this one. We really need some... Uh, some solid votes to get uh, a better footing for some stocks for the end of the year to uh, really round out this investing challenge for 2022. And I am counting on you to get those votes in. So uh, head over there, get your votes in and uh, stay around for any other kind of, you know, up to the date information as what's going on out there. But that's what I got for you guys this week. Get out there, get invested and uh, be safe. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. 
If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.